Hello, everyone, and welcome to Multi-Housing News' Top Marketers Podcast. I am your host, Senior Associate Editor, Ivy Lee Rosario. We are speaking with Joya Pavesi, Executive Vice President of Marketing and Strategy at RKW Residential. Today, we will be discussing innovations in multifamily marketing. Hi, Joya. Thanks for taking out time to speak with me about this exciting topic. Hi, Ivy. Thanks for inviting me on today. And hello to all of my multifamily friends out there. Let's start with telling our audience what the key differences are in marketing innovations between the different kinds of property types. So, for instance, traditional multifamily versus, let's say, build to rent or student housing or senior. Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the exciting things about multifamily and in particular for multifamily marketers is that every asset is different. I'm in third party management. And so for us, we have unique brands as well, which adds a different and complex layer, presents a lot of opportunities and a lot of challenges for marketers. But if you took the build to rent sector, for example, this is really the darling of multifamily investments right now. And I think more multifamily operators are starting to take on these assets without really having any experience with detached rentals. So naturally your approach is to use your preferred tech stack, you know, your property management software that you use, your syndication platform, and then apply a multifamily marketing strategy for lead generation. We've seen that work successfully for a number of our build-to-rent communities, especially where these build-to-rent communities are cluster communities in really great locations. But location is a key there. If you've got a tough location, it means your marketing strategy needs to completely shift. And what we've learned really, if you want to get back to the tech stack and marketing strategy, is that the multifamily tech stack today, specifically the syndication services and the ILS sites, are not really built out or set up for build to rent and the emerging sector. So, for example, if you use the multifamily syndication feed um, from one of the larger property management software providers, the ILSs will not display your listing for prospects that start to drill down or use filters such as a single family rental house or a townhome filter. And we've been able to solve for this in different ways. But I think seeing some innovation around the PMS, the software companies and the ILS sites is going to be something that emerges in the sector today. Thank you for explaining how you would kind of utilize these different types of marketing in these different types of properties. There could also be so many different strategies that you might want to take with each one. So that's really great to share with our listeners. Yeah, additionally, I think there's a lot to be learned from the single family rental industry in general. The industry itself had self-guided tours figured out really before the pandemic. So I think that multifamily operators are starting to look at how single family rental operators have successfully been able to market their properties and also build out centralized leasing models, centralized maintenance models. And that is something that is changing in multifamily today. So how are on-site teams being trained to leverage the new technology and tools at their disposal? I still think it's a blend of in-person and online training, and that has to be supported by initiatives like mentor programs or subject matter expert groups. I would say for any software company that is selling their technology to a management company, one of the key things they should prioritize is building out a training platform, supportive and robust. 
I think that, you know, a lot of tech companies don't ever really see the value of their product being realized because management companies either don't have the resources, the bandwidth or the in-house expertise to really take the lead on training for the technologies that they're rolling out. At RKW specifically, when we rolled out our CRM platform, we actually developed a benchmarking program focused on conversion performance. And we did this really to drive adoption, which I think is it partners well with training efforts. For us, the benchmarking platform gives us the entire company specific KPIs that are focused on lead nurturing activities within that CRM. And we know that if a community isn't hitting a certain KPI, then we can go to a specific point within the lead nurturing to understand, okay, how are we utilizing this technology? Where is the breakdown? Where is there a training opportunity? So while having this program isn't training per se, it really creates visibility and conversation across RKW around how we kind of utilize the technology to its fullest capacity and drive greater adoption. Sounds like you're really making the most of these innovative technologies and using them to your advantage. What would you say is currently missing from the multifamily technology stack that the industry should address going forward? That's another great question. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure that I would point to a specific technology. There's a lot of technology out there today. And that's one of the challenges as a multifamily marketer is that there's so much technology to choose from. What I think is really missing is the lack of a true consumer brand that's widely recognized and kind of able to drive performance, whether that be uh, a brand that can drive lead generation for properties, whether that be increasing renewals or having in-brand transfers from one property to another as a result of brand loyalty. So. I think that there are big players in multifamily today that are primed to do that. And maybe they have on a small scale in some regional areas where they have cluster properties. But overall, I would share that I think the runway is wide open for multifamily when it comes to having a widely recognized consumer brand. You know, I think about this a lot on the RKW side and being in third party, it's a huge roadblock. It's a challenge because we've got lots of different brands that we're managing as opposed to just having RKW branded properties. But I do think that there is an interesting opportunity to kind of build out a franchise model where we could position our management services as a resident loyalty program, for example, and build kind of a widely recognized brand that way. And then Within our management platform, we can have different tiers of brands for different asset types or different price points, similar to what you see the hotel industry do. It's definitely eye-opening to see so many things that can be taken from the hospitality industry. And we've heard that before on the podcast and just in general and multifamily. So it's interesting to see how that kind of evolves and is still being thought about. Can you share a specific innovation that RKW has been utilizing more in its marketing strategies? Yeah, absolutely. In March of this year, RKW was acquired by Alfred, which is a technology company based in New York. And we've really spent the past five months rolling out their technology across our portfolio. And Alfred, in a nutshell, really is a management platform, technology platform that is focused on the resident experience. And they offer a number of solutions, including a resident app, 
an operator's portal and an owner's dashboard. Um, so if you think about it, it really kind of covers all your key stakeholders for an apartment community. And what I love about it is that the tech is really designed around the resident to address all of the needs that you associate with home, whether that be wanting to schedule a pet walker or to connect with one of your neighbors to ask them for a recommendation on a local restaurant or places to go, ways to sell things to each other. So it's it's a great way for residents to get engaged with their community in a click of a button. And then on the operator side, Alfred really drives efficiencies that help our on-site teams to refocus their time and energy on things we want them to be focused on, like leasing, uh, revenue generating activities, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, Alfred's community team assists with planning resident events. So that takes the lift of planning for these events off of our on-site teams. And then for the owners, they have a dashboard where they can log in and they can see a snapshot of property performance. Since rolling out, we've been really intentional in having it be paced, but we're really excited about the results that we've seen so far. We established a program called the Tech Setters that's really focused on three KPIs. First KPI is participation, and that really measures the usage and the engagement um, that residents have within the app. What type of activities are they looking at? What type of offers or services are they redeeming? How are they utilizing the forum? And then the second KPI is promotion. And that measures resident satisfaction through MPS surveys. And we know that if we can drive engagement, if we can drive participation, that first KPI that we're focused on, then we should be able to increase resident satisfaction. And then the last KPI that we're measuring with Alfred is profit. And that really is to measure the NOI uplift that the communities see as a result of this increased engagement with the app and the on-site events and the increased resident satisfaction. So a lot, a lot of things going on at once. So it's great that you can utilize this new data that you're getting and really put that forward throughout the company and gather this information that will really just lead to more success for you and your residents and across the whole platform. So my last question for you is looking out 20 years, what should multifamily marketers be preparing for? There's so much innovation, so much technology that's happening, and sometimes it could be a little overwhelming or there's a lot going on. So what would you say are the most important aspects that marketers should be preparing for as we go into the years and decades to come? I think there's still a lot to tackle that exists today, but honestly, we really need to be planning for what comes next. And I think while it sounds futuristic, um, and I certainly haven't wrapped my brain around it totally, but I think the metaverse is something we should be talking about. It's not widespread, but you know, multifamily marketers are talking about it. And there was a session at AIM conference on the metaverse. It's certainly been covered in some of the multifamily trades. So I think that that is going, it's going to be very interesting to see how the metaverse changes the way that we market to our residents. And then also how we can utilize the metaverse in other ways, just from a back of the house standpoint, whether that be through onboarding interactions with new team members who may be working remotely. But when I think about how the 
metaverse can change the way we approach marketing. I really liken it to an experience that I had very early in my multifamily career. I had the opportunity to hear Gary Vee speak at a conference, and this was really at the infancy of social media. I think it may have even been before Facebook had um, fully built out their ads platform. And Gary Vee had suggested that companies start to reimagine their staffing model, right? Um, that they start to prepare for how social media was going to transform business and how we market. And one of his key points was that companies should start to think of themselves almost as many media companies. And they should start prioritizing content and bringing in roles that create content and manage content. And at the time, it really struck me as odd. Um, but he really, he couldn't have been more spot on. And so with the metaverse, if you think about it, the internet is being reimagined and we're starting to see this shift towards creating experiences or environments that while we think of them as very physical, are now becoming digital experiences. And um, I do think there's going to be a time when prospects tour apartments in the metaverse. My 14-year-old nephew and his friends all own Oculus headsets. They hang out together virtually. And that's our audience. That's who's going to be living in our apartment communities in 20 years. And so while it sounds futuristic, I do remember a time when, you know, print advertising was king and a digital ad on an ILS platform was, a, you know, a special add-on for $99 a month. Mm -hmm. And things have certainly changed since then. And I think that we are going to see a lot of changes with the metaverse. Cool. That's definitely something we haven't covered yet. So it's a nice way to kind of think about what's coming in the future. I know the metaverse is a very vast project that is happening and it's kind of hard to wrap our heads around. So it's definitely going to be appealing and interesting to see how that kind of forms throughout the next few years and in the next few decades, how all these different technologies have. So, well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today, Joya. You've really provided us with some great insights on what's to come in multifamily marketing, innovation and technology. Thank you so much for taking out the time. Appreciate you inviting me. Thanks for tuning into the latest episode of Multifamily Top Marketers. Follow along with us on multihousingnews.com and subscribe to MHN's The Lisa Podcast channel on Apple and Spotify.